ownership of that device has like not really gone anywhere. I've put it on for a grand total of like 55 minutes yeah. in the last three months. That's and uh, yeah. yeah, it's so I know you don't get like motion sick like I do, Johnny, but what? Yeah, you would get motion sick. OK, yeah. All sure. right. Thank you. Um, supposedly, I, I need someone supposedly, like you who knows me to be able to be like, Corey, don't waste your money on something that's going to just like make you violently nauseous, uh, and you'll never be able to fight through it because it's just, yeah, all encompassing. Supposedly, the new Apple hotness is like uh, yeah. they've you know done enough to get the. Basically, because the motion sickness is all driven by like latency or delay, that's inherent in okay. all this stuff. But they've gotten it down to an absolute bare minimum. Oh, interesting. People are people are saying that it's way, way, way less motion sickness prone. You know, if you have thirty five hundred bucks to to. Burn on a thing that still doesn't have a real reason for existence yet. Yeah, that's the other part of it is like, ooh, how could I ever justify this as like... I think 10 years from now where it's going to be like a... It's going to be like a a commonplace or mandatory thing. Yeah. It might be 20 years from now, but it's... But it'll be... It's going to take a while to get there. Yeah. There's just... Yeah, but I feel like it's going to be the kind of thing where like, uh, I don't know if uh, if your kids are getting like assigned iPads in school at this point, but no, uh, Gianna just straight up has a laptop that they give her. Yeah, but I feel like that's what's going to happen is that it will just be like, uh, oh, for like virtual learning and like going on like field trips and like explorations and stuff for like, you know, when when we're old and unable to like comprehend what's going on in the world around us. I feel like that's going to be a, a mainstay. Yep. Uh, there, there is something that I would love to, and this is kind of why I want to be, I want to be in this world, Johnny of like VR headsets is I wish that there was a way for me to like experience a grand prix in like a truly virtual way. Cause I feel like that's, the kind of thing that would like benefit so much from that where it's like, Oh, if you're like in a crowd, if you're like someone basically, you know, they set up like a camera that's like a two seventy, uh, like a 270 degree camera that like, you could like pan and look up and down the track, like look into the stands, like look up into the sky and stuff. Uh, I feel like that's the kind of thing that like would be ideal for, uh, a VR setup or like an Oculus setup. And this is like, I mean, this is part of my uh, pitch for that F1 innovation prize thing was like, well, you've already got effectively like the game engines and like, you know, yeah. this will happen with all sports eventually, but it'll happen with Formula One first because it's a lot easier to give a accurate rendering of the car's position because it's basically just like, well, if you know where each of the four tires are, then you know what's happening. Like you don't need to know like which eyebrow is raised, you know, on the driver's face. You just need to know like exactly the car telemetry and whatnot. And if you can 
have that wired to a real-time video game, you should be able to sit in front of a coffee table that is a miniature model of the racetrack and be able to be like, cool, take me to that corner. Cool, put me on board that car. Cool, exactly. place me here. You know, let me do this. Put me in the helicopter. Now have the helicopter move over here. You know, yeah. Put me in that do... like zipline camera that runs up and down pit yeah. lane. Like all those cool little things. Yep. Yeah, I feel like that's something that is right there at like that's especially with F one. I was talking to some people today. Hey, let's start. Let's start the podcast. Let's just do this. Yeah, we should just start the podcast. podcast. You want a podcast right now? Uh, yeah, I feel like we got like the videos set up. We got like the microphones all dialed in. The backup recording and everything. That's what this was. Yeah, that's right. what this. Yeah. Sorry. I, I tricked I Fine. tricked you into doing you our weekly do, podcast. You want to do, do, do a weekly <laughs> podcast? Yeah. Welcome to the F1 Files, folks. This is our... Formula One podcast is just a couple of best friends, and we love the sport, uh, lifelong fans and all that. I'm one of the hosts. I'm Corey Willis, a writer, actor, improviser out here in Los Angeles, California. And this is John Lepore, creative consultant designing the future for film, technology, and automotive. Uh, all right, so uh, we're coming up on a race week. It yep. is, uh, you know, when we wake up tomorrow, it will be race week heading mm -hmm. into or Ross uh, one of seek or whatever it is, whatever. It yes. Is. Ross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, one, one of, one of our personal favorites, the mm -hmm. Canadian grand prix yeah. in, uh, in Montreal. Um, it's, uh, it'll, it'll just be nice to see the cars back out on track. For what sure. do we got going on in the world of F1? this week uh, there was a whole bunch um one is what we kind of uh folks it's it's not going to be in the podcast but we were talking about le mans and how little we know about that race and mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. unfamiliar we are with it um so that's like the biggest news of the week was ferrari finally got a win in professional motorsports uh and charles leclerc was there to witness it he was there. He was at Le Mans. And I mean, this is a yes. big, this is a big deal. Ferrari yes. came out to Le Mans in this new hypercar class. Yeah. First time in first 50 time ever years, 50 years since they've been in this race. Like, yes, I think that was the number, which sounds crazy to me that Ferrari hasn't been in Le Mans in 50 years. Well, no, they've been in Le Mans, but in different classes but with this, and, like, and with whatnot. these, yeah, with a, with a real cars. full on, yeah. And a full on factory yeah. backed, you know, team and whatnot. And, right. uh, you know, I think we talked about this last year when the car was unveiled, it's a gorgeous yeah. prototype vehicle, mm -hmm. but also first time out of the gate, first time out of yeah. the gate, Ferrari wins it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the interviewers are going up to Charles Leclerc, who's there at at Le Mans to support, you know, the brand mm -hmm. and are going up to him and are like, what do you think? And he's just like, I'm so happy that the team is winning here. Yeah, it seems like they just decided to do well. And so they did. Yeah. And then meanwhile, over in the pinnacle of motorsport formula one they can't do anything except step on their own dicks. 
So yep. uh, whilst also stepping on mine. Thank you very much. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 There. It's all. There was also something very funny about the fact that like he rolled in there and the cameras were all like swarming around yeah. him and showing him. And then he. It's a twenty-four hour race. That's like the closest. This is we're we're reaching the height of our knowledge about Le Mans here. It's like it's a twenty-four hour race in France. Uh, so it was Charles Leclerc, a, a monogast, a person who is from a French principality, at the Le Mans race at a French race. The last mm-hmm. time we witnessed Charles Leclerc. Uh, engaging with the media at uh, a French race, it was not good. Um, not good at all. So yep. seeing him show up, like bounding through like the paddock and people are kind of surrounding him. And then he stuck around for the full 24 hours. So like <laughs> the next clip that I saw is just him in like a t-shirt that's like clearly been like slightly like stretched out because maybe he slept in it a little bit uh, or like, so, or he was like holding so like too many people put their yeah. arms around him to get pictures so it like stretched yep. the fabric uh and he just looks disheveled but it's 24 yeah. hours later a french person at the french race of all french races ferrari won like this it is the humiliation of charles leclerc feels as though it has oh. com- this feels like it's this is it they they put the bow on it. They posted it. It's the tracking info is showed like, yeah, we, we gotta, we gotta give Charles something at this point. He deserves something at this point, you know? Um, not that he didn't deserve it before, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough for him also. And it's interesting. A lot of folks as, uh, Lamont comes around once a year, mm-hmm. a lot of folks do tend to point out like, well, Hey, would be, you know, would be cool to participate in that race of all races. You know, it's one yeah. of the sort of bucket list items for many of these drivers and whatnot. Um, were you following at all the garage 56 story? Uh, fortunately and unfortunately, I couldn't get away from it, uh, which I was starting to get a bit annoyed by all the coverage. Um, Yeah. So it it got, so this is a, well, yeah, if you Europeans don't like Americans meddling in your European motorsports, don't worry. We're not ever going to stop. It's just going to keep on. It's going to keep on happening. And it's going to get worse. Uh, yeah. I, I thought this was a pretty cool story, though. So uh, Garage yeah, 56 sure. is a effectively it's a open entry every year at the 24 hours of Lama that's technically not competing with any of the specific classes, but is usually a, effectively a car or a team or a experiment of sorts mm-hmm. is invited just to come and run during the race to see how things go and how they unfold. Uh, Most notably, you may remember like the Delta Wing car running years back near the beginning of this program of, you know, inviting weird experiments. This year- That was Honda, right? Honda ran the Delta Wing? uh, No, it was Nissan. Nissan Nissan. was running the the Delta Wing. Um, This year, the invitation was basically extended to uh, the Hendrick Motorsports uh, NASCAR team. Yeah, who basically just ran a NASCAR at 
uh, car at Le Mans. You know, it's been prepared and and dialed in to yeah. run at Le Mans. Effectively, it's it's just got headlights now. Yeah, um, it has headlights, and it's set up for like the NASCAR when they do like the Cup Series, like street. Circuits. Yeah, when they do the road course like, stuff. That's, yeah, yeah. So it's just set up so it can turn right and left and dive into braking zones and get on the gas without totally sliding out. Um, And so I I think it was expected to kind of like nestle in somewhere within like the GT class where you Mm -hmm. have like aggressively modified um, Ferraris and Lamborghinis and Corvettes, I think it's like whatnot. V8s and V10s are in the GT class. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I I forget if there's V10s, but there's definitely V8s. And it's like, you know, it's it's these cars that are like. your standard sort of like GT class uh, cars. They look like street cars, but are very, you know, very thoroughly prepared. Yeah. Uh, uh, sports cars. Um, the car out quali- the NASCAR out qualified them all significantly. Yeah. It was like almost nipping at the heels of the hypercar and like, like the prototype class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which which is, is pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, so fun to see them out there and, you know, uh, tangentially connected to Formula One because mm-hmm. one of their three drivers was none other than Jensen Button, yeah. who was out there in the mix, probably having a blast alongside, uh, I think it was like Jimmy Johnson and I, yeah. I forget who the third uh, driver was. Uh, it's another was, uh, like NASCAR. Mike Rockefeller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Jimmy Johnson, who I, I believe is like, you know, coming out of retirement, maybe to do this. I don't know if he's still, I don't, I'm not, I'm not too in tune with the NASCAR stuff, but yeah, it's a fascinating story to see unfold something interesting happening in international motorsport. And yes, another example of like, you know, the Americans showing up and just being like, well, maybe if we pour enough beer on it, we'll win. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it worked pretty well for him. I mean, it kind of yeah. It's like uh, it's the the broken clock is uh, is right twice <laughs> a day kind of thing. Yes. And I, I'm begrudging this. Uh, I really do think NASCAR is fascinating uh, from uh, a, an outsider's perspective. Uh, just like gleaning just the tiny yeah, your mustache thing. thinks nascar does, is fascinating yeah it can't get enough uh <laughs> this was in this was in homage to garage 56 to the camaro running uh in lamont nice uh but i i do think it's really cool because like i said they're they've set their cars up to actually run properly uh on the lamont course uh and yeah. usually nascars like usually these these cars are basically just like skimming across the surface of the pavement doing 200 miles an hour they're in constant drifts Mm -hmm. and like that when i found that out i was like oh oh you're literally only like maybe two of the four tires are touching the track at any given time when you're in a corner like that is really cool especially if they're doing these corners at like 200 miles an hour the engineering that goes into that is fascinating so there is something to be said about the way they over-engineer these cars and overclock them. It's not surprising that this Camaro showed up and was like nipping right at the heels of these yep. like hypercars and these prototype uh, uh, classes. So, yep, impressive. Um, 
again, not to get too far, I don't want to, I don't want to move too deep into Lamont, but there was uh, not only, it, so this is like the, the, the complete humiliation of Charles Leclerc. Uh, not only uh, is, uh, was Ferrari victorious at uh, Le Mans, which is a French race. Uh, again, the kind of the pinnacle of motorsport within France. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the other drivers of this Ferrari prototype was Antonio Giovinazzi. So, yeah, an actual Ferrari driver. Like he didn't drive for the actual team, but he was a Ferrari reserve driver before he drove for Alfa yep. Romeo. He like came up through the Ferrari Junior program. So, quite and also a guy that was just sort of like uh, just kind of fell out of the bottom of Formula One without anyone really even caring or noticing. You know, he was a a driver that I I don't know. I didn't think anybody was ever particularly passionate about him when he was driving in Formula One. And yeah, and then he just rolls out and uh, wins. Yeah. The so, first time Ferrari puts a car in that class. Yeah. yeah really? That is uh that is definitely a French glove taken off the hand and slapped across Leclerc's face. Yes. One more time. Yes. Uh yeah. Uh just brutal. Uh absolutely brutal. Let's uh let's let's turn a corner from Lama mm-hmm. brutality to uh some other cringiness. Yeah. Um All right. I had uh I had sent you uh, immediately following our our last race weekend, oh, yeah. uh, Williams posted on Instagram and I'm sure several other places uh, one of these videos with uh, James Vowles just giving a like a straight talk. I'm just gonna you know tell everybody what's happening. I'm yeah. gonna be clear and transparent, and I really appreciate that you know, like approach and that idea of like, Hey, I just want to talk to everybody about what's going on and not everything's great. And we're just gonna, we're just gonna have an open dialogue. And it's like, you know, you can see him grabbing the chair from the kitchen table, pulling it around backwards and sitting in it, you know, uh, like unbuttoning his sleeves. Yeah. Yes. Like, okay, let's get into it. Yeah. Please call me, call me Jimmy, call yeah. me Jimmy V. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mr. Vowles let's is talk the about, Yeah, I'm Jimmy. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and basically said, hey, so you guys saw photos of the underside of our car. Mm-hmm. And we also recently saw photos of the undersides of some other cars. And it may have looked as though ours was very primitive in comparison and he was like and and let's be clear like when we saw those pictures of the other cars we were looking at the front sections of them where the most critical detail is mm-hmm. and when we saw the picture of our car it's not a fair comparison because you know the the back side of our car which we saw it's it's not going to be as detailed as that front yeah. side yeah. and then like and then that was as much defense as he could put up and then he immediately rolled into the straight talk express and, uh, and, and, and pretty much was just like, but yeah, uh, you know, it's still, uh, it's still not, it's still not good. Yeah. It doesn't look good. And we know you guys can tell that the underside of our car doesn't look good. And then to put a cherry on the cake, he says, 
but you wouldn't have even needed to see the underfloor of our car to know that you can see it in our lap times. That's a direct quote from him just basically being like, yeah, so there's this crazy thing that's going on and whatnot, but who cares about that? Because it's obvious anyways that we are not keeping up that is anyone else yeah yeah it had the the video itself had the feel of an extremely well produced hostage video like it just felt like uh like the the board of doralton capital was like sitting on like either side of the other uh of the camera just being like read the script read the script we went over the script you better read from it and don't you dare do any like blinking signals with your eyes like don't you dare uh it felt it felt bad um i mean again i appreciate the clarity and the transparency but also it's 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 still a little painful just to just to watch yeah i have to imagine there's like you know there's going to be a day at some point where like everyone in the company is asked to join a zoom meeting and it's going to be that exact same framing of like James vowels. And like, everyone's going to be like, Oh no, this is it. It's happening. Uh, And he's going to be like, those of you who have been invited to attend this meeting will be packing everything up and leaving the office mm -hmm. as soon as this is, as this meeting concludes, you know, it's, We've disabled it's, the controls oh. from your end so that the camera will yeah. stay live and we will now watch each yeah. person in each individual square pack their office and yeah. leave. Uh, the, so the silver lining to this, there, there is a silver lining to all this, which is the, the media, the F1 media did start to report. And I think maybe this is in response uh, uh, to the, the shellacking that Williams has gotten. Uh, in the news over the past week or so, there was some news that kind of surfaced. I'm guessing PR wing at uh, Williams is working overtime, uh, getting that video out and then being like, hey, can someone report on the fact that Red Bull has openly said that they borrowed from our diffuser? So the thing that everyone is looking at going, wow, that's so primitive. That's so weak. The best team on the grid has borrowed from that in order to make their car better. Mm -hmm. So there is a silver lining to it. uh, And Williams is notoriously good in their straight line speed. And the Red Bull this year is notoriously good when their DRS is open and they are uh, effectively trying to get the greatest straight line speed out of that vehicle. Uh, They're using whatever Williams tricks or lack thereof, uh, they're using those tricks to make that air get stalled out on that rear wing, and it's just ripping through the air when that flap is open. So that's the silver lining. There is something decent about that. Um, So there is some other news. There was uh, someone else showed up kind of in that same kind of framing uh, in, in, an, in kind of a surprise video, which was James Key has been hired on at Alpha Romeo, which will become Sauber, which is like now that when it happened. <laughs> which will become the Sauber, Sauber Audi, Audi, right? Yeah, 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 eventually. So, And this kind of makes sense because uh, Andreas Seidel went there and James yeah. Key was his technical director at McLaren. And also they kind of shuffled things around at McLaren with this like technical committee now. So James Key 
got the axe uh, and he left. But it's like, yeah, of course, if Seidel's trying to rebuild his team, especially when McLaren was really like on the rebound, because there, w- there was a time when McLaren was on the rebound. So that that's, I know we talk a lot of smack about that company and a lot of smack about their car uh, and like praise their drivers and kind of rip on their development. But McLaren did have its stuff together. And I think that there is a chance that that team between Andreas Seidel and James Key, that's the kind of excellence that Audi is going to pull out of them because they're just going to give them all the resources they need. Uh, And not that McLaren was struggling with resources, but clearly they've taken a lot more effort in sponsorship relationships versus like technical relationships and directing uh, uh, direction in that car. So we'll see. Uh, I, I I like that. Um, What what are your thoughts on someone who got fired getting picked up by like a a pre-existing juggernaut that's about to enter the sport? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I am curious just to see what happens with Audi coming in and the pressure as a new team and this huge brand behind them, basically like this enormous Volkswagen conglomerate that was close to having two teams enter Formula One and now is only going to have one. And I, I, I wonder if there's going to be an extra concentrated flow of resources or maybe just expectations setting themselves up for disappointment or maybe resources flooding in and setting themselves up to you know cherry pick the best of the best from wherever they can um but i i think as always with any new team there's teething that can be like yes like a generation yeah through um yeah that could be so, a problem. That could be a real problem for them. Yeah. But but at the same time, I, I also feel like in Formula One, it's always still like you're still no matter what, like it's not a bunch of outsiders coming in. Like the people, the brands change. Right, and right, the right. Ownership right. changes, but the people are all kind of from the same pool. You know, it's yes. the same people that have been working alongside each other in different capacities and are just kind of like shuffling around. So, uh, yeah, I... I like don't, the same I people don't went exactly. to university together. Like these, a lot yeah. of these people yeah, yeah. who work as like specifically engineers, quite literally, like went to class together and graduated from either the same programs together or at the mm-hmm. same time in the same graduating class. So there's a lot of cross pollination that is is going to happen. Um, I don't know what they're going to do for their driver lineup though. Like that's something that I'm like yeah. now starting to think about more and more because Joe is showing up Valtteri so effectively and yeah. like Valtteri's social media presence is fine, but it's like, buddy, we're not in it for the must. Hey, as someone who rocks a mustache, it's not all about the stash. There has to be substance behind the stash and it doesn't seem yeah. like there is right now with Valtteri. And I, I don't mean that in a yep. disrespectful way. I just mean that in like, he's got to start showing up more consistently against his, you know, second year teammates uh, yep. in a mid pack team. You got to stand out, especially if Audi is about to become the company that signs your paychecks. It's like, dude, you got to show up. They might try and pull Carlos signs 
away from Ferrari when his contract is up. They might try to pull Sebastian Vettel back in as uh, a senior driver. Yeah, as like, a German, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot, like, so those are two people right there that could easily take Valtteri's spot right now and outperform him, outperform him maybe even, like, right away. <laughs> so, yep. uh, yeah, that's, Valtteri's got to step his game up uh, when it comes yeah. to, to to being consistent. Um, ooh. we're talking contracts. There's a bunch of people who are up for contracts right now. Uh, I know Lewis still hasn't signed his. There's been no yep. outward actual um, uh, news reporting or posts or publicity about that. Uh, supposedly, he said something about it last week. Um or maybe Toto said, and he's like, oh, no, we just need to sit down over a coffee and have about a half hour to work out some details. And here we are a week later being like, so did y'all ever get that coffee or what? Because more and more people are like, so is Lewis going to Ferrari? Is Lewis going to Ferrari? And he, uh, he's not, but mm. <laughs> we, gotta get, we got some. You know where, some you know where he is going? You oh, know where's where that? going. Where's that, Johnny? He's going over. He's going over to Shakira's place. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Hamilton's going. Oh, is that I, a? Is that a? Sorry, I don't. I don't I'll, let's keep it to like no more than thirty-five seconds of trash corner. But yes, uh, yes. I'm, but I'm kind. I'm kind of delighted. I don't know. Like I don't know why I should care about this, but yeah. I do find it delightful that uh, supposedly Lewis Hamilton and uh, Shakira are a are a thing. I. Uh, Older I, woman, right? Yeah, she's older than I realized. Yeah, she's. My, my wife told like, me she's she's like forty five. Oh, she is. Okay, all right. Damn. So she's just a few years older than us. Wow, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, and just knowing my body and knowing the way that my uh, everything works, I'm like, damn. Yeah, she's she is a in a different class of human being. <laughs> If that's the way she looks yeah. and uh, can tour well, the I forget. Globe. I forget. Like, I think of her as like a present day pop star. Yeah. Uh, and I forget that she actually rolled on the scene like like almost immediately after J-Lo. Like, yeah. She was like 18 months after J-Lo. The, the factory had f- figured out the specifications. Yeah. And, you know, rolled out a, uh, a fresh new. Yeah. Shakira and uh, yeah. the international and so, uh, model, yeah. yeah, yeah, versus the yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, J Lo's Jenny from the Bronx. She's Puerto Rican from the Bronx, right? And we got Shakira, yeah. who is not at all from the Bronx yeah. and not at all Puerto Rican. Uh, so yeah, so I, I'd say I think that that's great that Lewis is able to enjoy his i mean that's got to give him some control over his uh, negotiations right oh like, that's got to be some sort of like uh you know yeah. swoop like i i would imagine that there's like a ton of people on shakira's team that are like yeah let's talk about your contracts man <laughs> yeah yeah let's, let's, uh, let's get into let's, this let's yeah. give you yeah let's let's you know yeah let's show you how we play ball over here yeah and, and whatnot yeah yeah uh, so, all right, let's, um, let's pivot out of the trash corner, um, into, yes. uh, I guess let's, as we often do, 
of pivoting from the trash corner. We can't get out of the trash corner without passing by my uh, my my little uh, closet of conspiracy theories, uh, which uh, let's crack that open and peek in because Max Verstappen has said a couple of things over the past week, which really hint at the fact that this guy is not enjoying Formula One as much as it might have seemed he would be at the top. Um, mm-hmm. I think, and and this is not to, this is not to say that like Lewis was a better champion or that Sebastian was a better champion uh, or, or Schumacher was a better champion, but it seems as though once these people make it to the top, they have like a real problem with like feeling fulfilled after that. Uh, yeah. So, and I, I, I can, I, I can't relate to that, but like I can relate to getting something that you've always wanted and then being like, Oh, this isn't, Hmm. This doesn't really. It's that, it's that 20, 20 minutes after opening the last Christmas present uh, sort of. Yeah. Uh, sort of situation yeah and and, i mean it sounds like he's just cranky because his opponents aren't putting up enough of a fight yeah for it to be exciting for him which like again like uh, i i I guess sure that makes that kind of makes sense but uh in this scenario it always reeks of a little bit of like taking the ball home with me yeah Uh, you know and it's that whole idea of like out like when there's like a, a a phrase that's thrown around in F1 when someone is driving at like the top of their ability and they're in, in like an amazing piece of machinery and just have a team behind them in their garage or whatever. Uh, we say that they are at like, you know, they're at the top of their uh, class. Like they are in, in a class mm-hmm. of their own. Right. And that's like this thing that is like heaped upon champions right and every time that is said it's like oh yeah sebastian was in a class of his own lewis was in a class of his own michael was in a class of his own right like uh ayrton was in a class of his own Uh, alan was in a a class of his own when he was driving at the pinnacle but they still did that and felt as though they were part of the rest of the field they yeah. still felt like they were part of the sport. This, I don't know. This past year, it just doesn't feel like Max is involved in the same. Well, sport there's a lot of, I, yeah, and I do, I do think his his dominance is particularly aggressive, yeah. and you know, and we're seeing it be a more common thread in the media and in the fans space around. Like, well, let's just watch how everybody else does, and mm-hmm. like, there's even you know, continue. I mean, you know, a big part of our discussions every week. is just tracking how the sport is continuing to grow and expand in popularity, particularly in the United States. And it's now being very clearly discussed by like key people at ESPN and, and whatnot. They're like, Hey, we're actually seeing a little bit of a pullback from all of this growth and all this rapid expansion. And we're attributing that to the fact that we went from some really exciting and competitive seasons to it just being a race after race Red Bull blowout. And yeah. this season is the worst that it's ever been. Yes. And so uh, I think that's got to, you know, I mean, that's got to kind of hurt when you're the champ, when you're doing the best you can, when you're, when you are 
doing everything that you've tried your entire life to do. And then everyone around you, you know, in that environment or in that space is like, well, congratulations. Also, it's ruining the thing that the rest of us love. Yeah. Like there's this thing. So as as a Hollywood actor, uh, there's this gross <laughs> thing that happens where when like you're out at a social uh, event, people will look past you to see who is walking through the door. Uh, like mm -hmm. every time the door opens, someone goes like, oh, is someone more important walking in? It's just, it's it's gross, but it's a thing that happens mm -hmm. and you can't let yourself get caught up in that. Uh, and you can't start like chasing the attention of people. And I think that because Max has been in the limelight for so long, he is also kind of like looking past the championship like he's looking past like what's right in front of him, which is like, you're driving in the yeah. most dominant car. You could be like really showcasing how much fun you're having and like doing a better job of just being a world champ. I, I don't know how else to say this. And, and I, I know we're coming off of Lewis being a world champion and he's got this huge personality and all these other things. But when you have Max when when max is champion and he has a week off it's like oh we watch him in his sim uh or we watch him on his yacht on or on a jet ski and it's like mm -hmm. ah, it doesn't feel like you're really living that full of a life outside of f1 which could compound the idea of like if i'm not having fun in the sport and I'm not living a super interesting, engaging life outside of the sport. Yeah. I'm going to start to look past that championship at whoever's coming in the door next. So this is him going like, yeah, I'm interested in like world endurance championship stuff. Maybe I'll get on to that. Maybe I will race uh, Le Mans. Maybe I will go to some of these other uh, classifications. Uh, and he's saying this, and I, I this is where I want to like, completely open up and be like i i can empathize with this i can sympathize with what he's saying mm -hmm. his message is i don't want to be doing this stuff at 40 i don't want to spend the next 10 years of my life chasing down a thing that i've already attained and then when i want to go do other things i'm not as yeah. capable as i am now so like there's something really really respectable about him going hey i'm really good at racing right now I want to try my hand at some other series uh, before I, before my like ability level declines mm -hmm. or my interest in racing in general just falls off a cliff. Uh, yep. Cause when Seb had his family, we watched him kind of go like, Hmm. All right. I've got social justice causes and I've got a family and I'm not in a competitive car. I think I'm done. And I mean, Nico, Nico Rosberg, you know, uh, folded up shop real yeah. fast, but I mean, we've seen all sorts. Of, and I mean, yeah. even like, yeah. uh, Tony Stewart, uh, was, uh, all mm -hmm. about going and doing, he used to do all this stuff where he would run like small town dirt track yeah. events yeah. in the middle of his NASCAR season, just because like, he just couldn't, like nothing would appease him and like, you know, yeah. And like 
he wasn't taking it casually. Like he wasn't getting out there and being like, I'm, I'm playing a, you know, casual game here in a small town. Like he had a night where one of his opponents, you know, was so upset with him after getting wrecked that he got out of the car to shake his fist at him. And, Tony Stewart hit him. Yeah. Think he killed him. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, awful. it was like a drive. Like, 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 yeah, he like driven yeah. past him. Yeah. It was on the track. It was like, yeah. the guy got yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. He, no, like, the guy, the guy like, st- I mean, you know, the guy kind of, you know, was, yeah, you don't do that. You don't you shake your fist. You don't, you don't do that. Driving but, sideways on a, but also, track, but right? also you try not to, you know, you try not to, uh, yeah, you got to not an be unprotected human body on a racetrack because you're so uh, focused all right, on we're, a race that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a weird it's it's weird to me. yeah so it's it's yeah i mean you know uh i guess better than him like you know the, trying to get his thrills by like you know hunting humans for sport or or yes. whatever other sort of things that it'll take to keep him going but yeah. but yeah it's it's bizarre let's let's move on from the depressing yeah conspiracy closet yeah yeah yeah. Uh, oh, actually sorry cracking, crack, oh. <laughs> cracking cracking the door just a bit more funny story c- coming out uh from helmet marco who i mm-hmm. think has just been like trying to keep everybody entertained by just like dropping spilling random tea yeah uh, just to keep the spotlight on them whenever possible and was blurting out that uh ferrari was trying really hard to get Christian Horner oh, to yeah. replace uh Bonotto. And oh, yeah. uh uh he he said like you know it it was you know Christian was seriously considering it like he was very open to it and thought it would be cool to be with that team and he was like but you know uh, we we talked about it after you know over the course of a night and we solved it and then it was like but it sure did cost me in the end, you know. Yeah, yeah. Standard Whatever. oligarch, uh, yeah. you know, rich guy sort of. Yeah, I to my pillow couldn't there. be stuffed with as many millions of dollars tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so it's that that's that was a nice little interesting thing. Uh, oh, something else. This is not related to that specific thing but uh kind of like a near miss that we had was there was a chance that there was going to be a race in kailami in south africa Mm -hmm. and it sounds like f1 is doing the kind of the same thing that they did in china where they were like uh yeah covid restrictions are like making it hard for us to create this path to having a grand prix in china uh and we're not going to like discuss like any of the human rights violations or any of like the issues um that are happening there and that's kind of what they're doing in south africa where they're like yeah there's some like human rights stuff that's still kind of percolating and also they are one of the only trade partners with russia right now so maybe we're not gonna maybe the track isn't going to be ready Mm -hmm. by the time we want to have a race and it's like well is it the track's not going to be ready or is it because they are trade partners with russia like don't mention them in the same breath and like just shrug and go "Mm." yeah um so especially when there's like photos and videos of people freaking out in las vegas over the strip being torn up and resurfaced for the race because that's happening right now and people are pissed uh understandably if you've ever been to vegas and you've ever driven in vegas you know what the traffic is there and they've taken the vegas strip 
and they're resurfacing the Vegas Strip. So not like a major, th- like the major thoroughfare in Vegas before yeah. they hit their peak tourist season. They are fully repaving it. So yeah, there's some interesting stuff happening all over the place. Uh, but I, thought- I mean, to me, that's even tip of the iceberg for what they're going to be dealing with in terms of like an infrastructure shutdown nightmare as yeah. all the other preparations, you know, because I I have to imagine it's going to like shut down the strip for like mm-hmm. a few weeks in advance of the race. Yeah. But yeah. That'll be pure, pure chaos, but you know, whatever. It's yeah. Vegas. That's At least what, it's not going to happen. Brought onto themselves. Yeah, exactly. At least that doesn't, it's not going to happen when they need to have like their tourist season bolstered, uh, which yeah. actually that's exactly what it's, ha- it's happening right before. And then after the hot season, when people don't go to Vegas, because why would they resurface the track? Why would they put crews out there when it's super mm-hmm. hot? Uh, yeah, so that's a fun juxtaposition there. Um, staying on the continent of North America, let's let's chat about the Canadian Grand Prix. We are in race week, Johnny. And mm-hmm. uh, Fernando Alonso made a very solemn promise in the post-race interview uh last week uh which was this is the last race that aston martin will not be on the podium this year yep so that is a bold claim yeah he's really confident with uh lance stroll's finishing for the rest of the season yeah uh, yeah uh so that that was an interesting thing to say uh, there are a lot of uh, Aston Martin upgrades that are starting to show up. They really haven't upgraded their car much mm-hmm. at all. So they're like falling behind Mercedes is not necessarily falling behind, uh, behind Mercedes. It's that Mercedes made a step in their development. And Aston Martin yeah. just hasn't made a single step in their development yet. And they have yep. a lot more money and they are well within the cost cap. And they did not have to bring, in essence, a B-spec car minus a chassis. (laughs) So they got a lot of money that they can throw into their development process that they are throwing into it right now. And they'll continue Mm -hmm. to develop that car through the end of the season. And Mercedes will have to stop at a certain point. They will. Um, There's just no, they can't violate the cost cap. Uh, Much like Red Bull's going to stop developing their car pretty soon. Mercedes will have to do the same. I don't know what Ferrari is doing. I don't know what's going on with their development race. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to crap on Ferrari again, though. Let's let's leave them. Let's leave them alone. Uh, ex- I just lob it out there. At some point before the end of the season, their Le Mans hypercar shows up at a F1 track with like the roof cut off of it. And they just are like, yeah, we're just, uh, we just made a couple of modifications. Yes. It's like a simple B spec chassis. No big deal. To look like it's uh, when it's sitting on the grid, just painted from like the top down to look like uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the Ferrari, but actually is their prototype. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm struggling to see what Ferrari will do as far as progress. Uh, I can only imagine, oh, they, they looked at their car. They looked at the times that they were putting in, and their car is like two-tenths slower this year than it was last year. And, oh. like, that's 
bad news. Yeah, you can't uh, do that. You can't. They're the only team on the grid to have gone back. Like, they are the only team on the grid. This includes Williams and Alpha Tauri and McClant. Like, your car is worse this year than it was last year, and you put all that money into it, and yeah. So, it, it just sucks. It sucks. Um, I know I said I wasn't going to go down this road, but here we are. It's hard not It's hard not to step on Ferrari as we walk down this road. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Uh, pick yourself up, sweetheart, and don't get stepped on. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Alonzo is going to show up. He, he does very well in Canada. Um, yeah. He, was it last year that he was on the front row because of the rain? I think it was last year that he was either second or third uh, starting the race. Like, I'm I'm more curious to see how his teammate, the hometown boy, yeah, yeah, how he shows up in in Canada because I am still, yeah, I, I'm I am curious to see if he gets out of the like you know F1 loser of the week, yes, you know uh, trap that he's been in for the past. I don't know, two or three weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think there's other losers on the grid that could take that role from him, but we'll uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of losers on the grid, uh, he's not a loser. Uh, but I'm just I am getting more and more worried for Logan Sargent as the week goes on. Uh, we had Mick Schumacher in the W14 at the tire test. So now Mick Schumacher mm. has been in an F1 car. That means that they have yeah. data on him in a current car and they do have a partnership with Williams and Toto is really good at slotting people into that Williams position and they're not going to get rid of Alex Albon. There's no way that's happening. They will bend over backwards to keep him in contract and away from the Red Bull program again. Uh, and they want Mick. And I still, you know. I still think that Logan Sargent has a like lethal weapon to diplomatic immunity situation going on. Yeah, I think, I think he's. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, and I, and I hope that gives him the time and the runway to you know pull it together and find his groove. Yeah, in in Formula One because I think with with any other team it wouldn't. It wouldn't last. No. But I do think, uh, I think there's a lot of other attributes to, you know, Logan, whether it's the media story, whether it's sponsorship attraction and, and, you know, cracking open uh, American sponsors and things like that, that are probably a key factor. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with, I'm going to stick with that until, until Danny Glover says uh it's just been revoked before <laughs> shooting him um or sorry dropping a shipping container yeah it's, yeah yeah it's, it's yeah it's it's much more gruesome than just uh uh yeah a heart shot uh that classic 1990s there were no headshots Me- there were brutal, only heart the shots. most brutal violence that yeah. they could possibly put into any scenario in the third act of, yeah. a, of a film yep uh yeah. god so um, I, yeah, I'm interested to see what uh, what happens with Lance. There was a moment on the radio uh, last week, I guess, where they were like, oh, Lance, so uh, 
Yeah, that's a good job. It was a good good job uh, at 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 the Grand Prix this weekend. Um, and they were I, I can't remember what it was, but they were like, "Are you looking forward to something or something like that?" And he was like, "Yeah, I can't wait to have some maple syrup on my pancakes." It's like, buddy, you get. I get that Canada might feel like a one note operation, uh, but you got to come up with something better than maple syrup. I know. Ma- Look, I love maple syrup. I used to go up to Vermont in the winters and do and make maple syrup. I, I'm a big fan. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, well, like, yeah, we're we're northeastern. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you think you think Vermont when you think maple syrup. I mean, yes, sure. Canada, too. But what do you think of when you think of Canada, Corey? What do you think of? Uh, I think of uh, just the longest drive possible is what I think of whenever through the through the beautiful uh, across the Adirondack Northway. Yeah, it's a beautiful stretch of road. It's so beautiful and so majestic. But then every once in a while, you do have. I mean, I have this because there's like no cell service up there uh, when you're driving mm-hmm. through this uh, area, and you're like, "Wow, it's so gorgeous, man! This is so amazing." Hmm. What if I like ran out of gas or got a flat tire or my car broke down? It's like, oh yeah, no, you're mm-hmm. you're stuck in the wilderness and hope that someone is driving past you or on the 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 north way up there. Because uh, if it's late at night or on like a snowy day, there you could literally just not see another car on the road up there. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I love it so much, but also there's like this element of danger. Um, and then I also think of you know. Uh, in high school going up there because the drinking age was 18. And as soon as I turned 18, uh, which was like at the end of my senior year, me and a bunch of the lax boys went up there and like uh, party boys went up there and just, you know, went to, uh, went to a casino. I don't think I gambled at all. I think I like had some beers and then we drove back down to Plattsburgh, I think like the same night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's that's what I think of when I think of Canada. Don't think of maple syrup. And then, of course, I think of the Canadian Grand Prix, John. That's it's like the only thing. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say, I think of, I think of poutine. I think of. Oh uh, yeah, know, yeah, that's... cheese, melted cheese curds, and gravy on French fries. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I. Th- you know what else I think of? A nice cold Molson. Yeah. And, yeah. Tall boys. I also think of the. I took a picture of them, and I don't know if you remember it, but there were just some like, uh, probably people who were like our age now, uh, who were just out at one of these shops where they were getting poutine, where we were getting poutine, and they were just having mm-hmm. the time of their lives. Uh, and it was just so fun to watch like middle-aged men just enjoying themselves at a poutine shop. Uh, oh God, I do miss, I miss me some cheese curds. Um, yep. So what do you think is going to happen in Canada? Do you think that uh, as far as Mercedes, let's, let's wind this down with a uh, Mercedes talk uh, where, where do you think Mercedes is going to be this coming weekend? I'm really hoping we see them right back on the podium. I've seen some other folks mention that the, the track in uh in canada doesn't suit them the way that spain did but uh i think there's still a chance that we see them on the podium i think i think lance strolls 
going to kill it. I think he's going to come out. Okay. And he's going to be like Fernando's going to hype him up. Fernando's going to be like, you know, rubbing his shoulders, getting them all raring to go. Yeah. And will somehow lay a foundation for Lance to shine. And it will be like somehow transparent that like Fernando puppeted him. Like Fernando like drove his car from his own driver's seat somehow oh. to get Lance onto the podium. I'm that's just what I'm that's what I'm calling. Oh God. I'm just thinking of when they when Lewis went to the Mercedes factory. And they like put him in like the prosthetics, like the old man, everything. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Like I'm just picturing that they're going to do that for Fernando Alonso uh, with like Lance Stroll prosthetics and just like put him yep. in the car uh, instead yep. of Lance. It's going to be like, huh, did Lance shrink a little bit this weekend? Hmm, maybe. Uh, and then he'll have to do some like dwarf action. Uh, and get like the prosthetics of Fernando and get into Fernando's car because you, you got to have that cross. I'm going to say Lawrence Stroll is financing a full on face off situation <laughs> and they're going to yeah. have yeah. the world's best scientists uh, at somewhere. They're going to have like a tent in the woods at the beautiful park where mm -hmm. the Canadian Grand Prix takes place. And you go in there, it's just going to be like dry ice and computer monitors yep. everywhere. And they're literally going to be swapping Lance and Fernando's faces. And then, you know, the moment the race is over, they'll they'll reverse it. Yeah. CCH Pounder is in there somewhere in the mix, you know, giving them the outline of how everything's going to go down. And it's... Uh, it's and the, the, full way, on. the way that they do the voice match is uh, they do... You have to leave the space. Uh, yes, yeah. Have Lance yep. repeatedly going. You have to leave the space. You have to leave the space, and yep. then it like eventually morphs into Fernando's. Uh, you have to leave the space. Um, yeah, God, I I want Lance to do well this week, but I I don't know if he's going to. I think I don't know. I I, I genuinely I don't know. want I don't want Lance to do well. I don't really care about Lance. I want it to be that. Alonzo is just full on puppeting Lance. Yeah. Like, and it's it's this bizarre scenario where it's because that's just like a thing that Alonzo is into right now where he's just like, eh, it's Very his home much. Grand Prix. Let's get him. Very much so. Let's get him in the mix. Maybe he uh like deliberately blocks the Red Bulls in qualifying and takes like grid spot penalties. Uh, just to make sure that Lance gets on the front row. Yeah. And gets like a front row start or something like that. That'd be nice. He does the world's friendliest crash gate. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. He gets involved with another. Um, uh, it's not. It wasn't a conspiracy. It was. Tomfoolery. Yeah. Tomfoolery, more or less. I, w I, don't, I don't know if I'd call it a, a full on conspiracy. Uh, but let's. Speaking of uh, full on. Uh, what do you think is going on with Mercedes? Do you think that we are going to see their uh, performance dip? Do you think we'll see it uh, spike? Do you think it's going to stay the same? Where 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 are we at with these developments? I th I think we're going to be steady for at least for this week, mm -hmm. and I'm going to say you know we'll see a couple more steps forward this yeah. season. Yeah. Um. I so I can't remember what I was watching, but I was watching some F1 media and someone was making reference to the fact that Red Bull brought 
an upgrade to uh, to Azerbaijan that was supposedly going to be like three tenths, and they were only able to get like a tenth or maybe two tenths out of it at Azerbaijan. And then when they went to Miami the following week, they like really were able to dial it in. So mm-hmm. I think that there will be some comparisons here where they're going to look at the way that that car is set up, especially at a track where they, you know, their current configuration, they're not that strong at. I think that they can maybe do some like stress testing with the car in mm-hmm. these low speed corners uh, at in, in Canada, uh, just to be like, hey, we struggle in low speed corners. Can we make some suspension changes? Because they have that new front suspension. So maybe they will be better. Who knows? Maybe maybe that yeah. anti-dive suspension will allow them to get a little bit better traction into those corners. Um, and Mercedes is pretty good at putting their, you know, putting the power down. So it's it shouldn't be that bad for like a rear limited circuit. They should be okay. Um, Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see them push in like the practice sessions. I'm going to be very, very closely paying attention to like sector times during the practice sessions, uh, especially in like that second sector that's like super technical uh, in Canada. Yeah. Because um, that's where they struggle a lot. Um, in the past, they've struggled a lot and they'll continue to struggle. Maybe, but maybe they'll be, maybe they'll dial it in. Maybe they'll have an amazing weekend. Maybe they will make a liar out of Fernando, and maybe they'll have two more Mercedes on that uh, podium. Um, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, but also, I'm not going to be mad if they're just right kind of like in the mid-pack. Like if they are ahead of Ferrari but behind Aston Martin, I'm fine with that because, uh, like we are saying, it's not their best track. So – as as long as we don't take a huge step back, like Ferrari, uh, then I'm okay with it. I'm all right with mm-hmm. it. Uh, so, what uh, what do you think? I know that we we kind of talked a little bit about the fact that it feels like the the stock uh, may not be rising as high as it was. I don't know if it's dipping. I think it's it's not plateauing. So, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of what I'm hearing is, you know, being discussed through the language of like TV ratings and and things like that. Yeah. I think I'm still very optimistic and bullish on where things are going. I think the fact that like my wife walks into the room and is like, is Lewis Hamilton dating Shakira and like things like that, that are popping up in like her feed and in her world. Like to me, those are good signs. Uh, I saw there's an, there is yet another television series that just got greenlit with, I forget her name, the actress who was the star of rogue one. Mm. Uh, There is going to be a, a Formula One, like, co-produced or fully sanctioned, like, drama series that will be on one of the streaming platforms. Okay. That will be a, like, almost like a like a romance story or something like that set with Formula One as the backdrop, which to me sounds like some pretty serious shark jumping yeah action or just going like 
you know, going way all in or way overboard on this stuff. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, I mean, I t- to be to be honest, John, I would rather a reality show with uh, Jerry Horner and like watching the way that she manages the household uh, or interacts with like <sighs> her and like Susie Wolf oh. or whatever. Like, I would rather that oh. than. That's coming too. I can feel that. Yeah, I know. Now that I just said it, I'm you know? sorry I said that because now, like, I'm... it's like the it's like the you know the Reverend Run, yeah. you know, reality show or or something like that, and it's yeah. you know. Or what's Alex's uh, Alex Albon's girlfriend's name? She's a professional golfer. She's a golfer. Yeah, yeah. She's like on like the I think she's on the LPGA or at least like yeah. On... She's she's a real big deal. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that honestly, that's the kind of thing that I'd be totally okay with is like kind of seeing like the wives, right? Like the basketball wives or like the significant others or the families or whatever. But I don't know if I want to see like a drama. Like that feels like it's going to, I don't know. Um, I'm already rolling. Well, just especially like, you know, like, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect from this, but my mind is going to like some really terrible places. Yeah. And it's just going to be like a series that's like love in the time of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix that, yeah, or, that's, or something. And just yeah. like, it's. Or yeah. like teammates fighting over a girlfriend or something like that. Or, you know, something yeah. like Max Verstappen stealing his former teammate's girlfriend. Actually, that. Oof. Actually, if they do that story where they just talk about Kelly PK and how she used to date Daniel Kvyat, I would I would actually enjoy that to like see that drama, how that evolved Uh, and then give her like a fictional dad who is just like the biggest piece of garbage you could imagine. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, you know what, John, I'm not I'm not mad at the idea of. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. It's it's like the abusive dads of Formula One. That's the that's the series. It's not you know. It's not about the girlfriends. It's not about you know the the whatever. It's oh, I think it's all the all the bad dads of F one. I think we just need two of them. I think we just need two of them. And I think it's like a a bad version of grumpy old men where you just like hate Jack Lemon and hate Walter Matthau, but it's Nelson PK mm-hmm. senior and Joss Verstappen. And you're just like, Oh, I hate, I hate these guys. And like, they are miserable old curmudgeons. But there's so many of them. Yeah, Corey. there they are. Keep I going know. from there. There's so many. There's, I mean, Lawrence Stroll. Yeah. You throw Lawrence Stroll in the mix and he's like on a completely different dimension. Yeah. Than the Hank the rest Scorpio of, uh, of, of yeah. the bunch. Yeah. You get some, you get some comic relief with, uh, you know, Jared Leto playing the character that he played in House of Gucci, but as Felipe Massa's dad. Yes. You know? Yes. And, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's let's open this up to uh, more than just. Yeah. Yeah. It can be the grumpier old men. How about that? It's like the yes. sequel to grumpier, uh, uh, the, the grumpiest of old men. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Jesus. All right. Well, yeah, I think, okay. So I'm sorry, but no, no, you're, you're right, John. I think that this is part of it though, is that there, there needs to be a media presence 
that is not just like sports media uh, about F1 or not just hyper produced Netflix dramas like reality. I, I just want to make sure we don't hit like F1 oversaturation yeah. and where there's all these other efforts that are going full tilt, but that the sport and the racing and the excitement around the core product isn't living up to what all these other peripheral mm-hmm. products are promising effectively. Yeah. Yeah. That's... But I don't know. Maybe it maybe it works. Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's just, you know, all news, all impact, all, you know, yeah. Culture stuff is good for, you know, a a, a sport, you know. Especially a sport uh, that is gaining traction here in the US. You do need to come at it. Yeah. As as a teacher, I know that you need to like get at students in a different way. Like some people yeah. take on information in different ways. And if that's what needs to happen with F1 to expand the fan base. If we get casual fans, if we get like committed fans, if we get purists, if we get multiple, you know, multiple generations of people, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as the, as long as the oversaturation doesn't result in like kind of what happened with NASCAR where people were like, Ugh, the sprint cup ruined yeah. NASCAR. And now it's like, we don't want NASCAR. We don't want F- we. I mean, yeah, maybe we'll have like Lewis or Danny hosting SNL, but I don't know if I want to see any other drivers hosting SNL. I don't, I don't want to see them in commercial campaigns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just want to see them drive their cars and be weird with their friends. Uh, not on their yachts, but maybe on their yachts too. Who cares? All right, Johnny, we've spent a nice chunk of time, a big old chunk of time talking about F1 when there was no F1 this week. Can you tell the folks where they can track you down out there in the world? Yeah, you can find me uh, centrally via my my home base of johnnymotion.com. Also, if you want to see me really cut loose and go wild, Mm. check in with me over on LinkedIn. That's where the, that's like my only fans. That's where the really wild stuff goes down uh i had a random musing on some of the stuff happening in the technology landscape that uh went uh went pretty far or got i think about as far as anything that i've put out there into the wild like something like sixty thousand or sixty five thousand impressions uh on uh on some some musings met a whole bunch of nice people out of it and having some interesting conversations spinning off from there so sure why not yeah check me out at my most natural and human state on linked oh my god where have we ended up uh this is incredible uh yeah well um i'm also on linkedin but i don't interact with anyone i bet that i will go and interact with that post john and that will quite literally be the first thing that i've interacted with on uh Mm -hmm. on linkedin I don't even know if my profile, my profile probably still says like I'm a bartender or something on that. Uh, but um, yeah, you could track me down on uh, Twitter still, on TikTok and Instagram as Burn Corey Burn. And then we also got the F1 files on Twitter and TikTok and the F1 files pod on Instagram. Uh, so yeah, track us down there, find us in the world, interact with us, ask us questions, tell us lies we'll catch up with you and you'll catch up with us the next time on these F1 files. Beautiful.